Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, and I'm joined today, like I'm normally joined, I'm not going to say always, but normally joined by my good friend Matt. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. From a personal point of view, I'm all right, but uh, from a sort of a Spurs-supporting point of view, it's, it's not the great at the moment, is it? Are, are you feeling somewhat under pressure? <laughs> Okay, every, oh. everybody listening, right now, we're, we're going to get this straight away. We're just going to put it out there, grab a beer. Take a seat. If you're driving, keep the beer hidden. No, no, no. Don't drink and drive, kids. Hello, this is Hugo Lloris coming to you with the podcast. I told you eventually I could joke about that. Do you know, I'm disappointed, Sam. With all your impressions, I'm surprised you didn't put a little French one on in that. In that uh... Oh, I'm not allowed. They said if I do that, I'm not allowed back in France again. Oh, fair enough. That might not be a bad thing. Um, but hello, welcome. Yes, we have lots to talk about, but we are going to be... Uh, therapy for the soul today. Um, I know everyone's feeling it and struggling and suffering a little bit, but we're not gonna we're not gonna really drive it home. And because we are a podcast all about the people, we are for the fans. We are gonna open this week's podcast with the fan favorite, the one, the only Matt Stats. <laughs> Now it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. I thought it'd be a good ch- it'd be good to start with the stats because let's 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 be positive. I know it's a really de- say depressing, I know it's a really sad day or sad week that Dembele's leaving. But for Dembele's me, Dembele's leaving. Yeah, it's, it's do you know what it's it's, it's funny for me, and but I'll. I'll Going to my stats in a minute, but with Dembele, yeah. he like if he was leaving two years ago, I would be crying into my <laughs> into my cereal this morning. Oh wow! But I I feel like he's going at the right time, and he's also and, and he alluded to this in his, in that little interview he does uh, yeah. that's on the Spurs page as well. But he he he's going at the right like he's going a really not like a really nice way. Like yeah. I don't I there's been so many great players that we've lost over the years that I'm like you just. I don't like you anymore. In actual yeah. fact, I hate you. You know, but yep. I just my, almost feel like my heart's grown bigger the way he's done it and the way he's like left uh, mid mid season, which meant it's, it's got us a fee and all the things he's done. It's just it adds to my love to that guy. I think. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, so no, no. so we so I I thought I'd talk about so um uh, give you some stats on Musa. So he's I didn't don't know if you knew this, but he's actually middle name's Yaya. Did you know that? It's called Musa City no. Yaya Dembella, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's true, yeah, yeah. He's been at this club for like six and a half, seven years <laughs> yeah. and I didn't know his middle name was Yaya. No, I didn't know that either though. Oh damn it. <laughs> okay. So we signed him on the twenty ninth of August two thousand and twelve for fifteen million. Now that, yep. that that sounded like a nice round figure until I realised that it was actually a release clause that we um activated. He- yeah, we on did. On his full contract, yeah. And apparently Man United were after him as well, so that was a, that was a good steal, yeah. He scored on his debut, uh, which was only three days later, on the 1st yep. of September, uh, against Norwich on 1-1 draw. So, overall, we played 100, he made 180 appearances for us. He scored seven goals. Now, 
this next stat is what kind of sums this is, guy is up. Is that sorry? Is that 180 league appearances? 180 appearances in total. Well, that's that's the uh, the, the the stat that I gleaned anyway off of ah. of my little sort of the, research. Um, so the, the 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 Spurs tweet earlier was 250. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I've kind of gone to Wikipedia, and sometimes it can be. Oh a bit, uh... no! Oh no! Now 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 I'm doubting if his middle name's Yaya. I'm, I'm starting I'm starting to wonder now. I did see that, and I, I went on the Premier League one, and there was more. And I was thinking maybe they've included the Fulham appearances as well. So a bit uh, of a grey no, area, no. but I do um I do have one funny thing from Musa, and I am going to apologise massively if you have this. Go on. But do you know his first name is Musa M O U S A? Yes. Yeah, that's not actually right. It okay. should be double S. Ah, right, but okay. apparently they misspelled it on his passport, like. Eight years ago, and so he just went there. Yeah, never mind, and just carried just on. Carried on. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of sums sums him up, doesn't it? He's it does, like, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> just kind of like shrugs his Whatever. shoulders, like, Meh, yeah, we're good. Yeah, go what on, the man. hell? There's only an S. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got one. I didn't need two. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Carry on. Right. Okay. Stats. Well, I might have to not trust Wikipedia anymore, but yeah, that's what it's got on there anyway. But um, so uh, like I say, this next stat, this kind of summed this guy up, and it was probably during the best period he, he had to, like you know when I look back at the, the, the years he was playing for us so between uh, March and September 2016 he was yeah. not dispossessed by a single opposition player okay so I, can believe I know that. I yeah. know we obviously had the summer uh, would have would have, have had the summer break in between but there's still four four months of Premier League action Yep. So in four months he wasn't seeing dispossessed by a single player until we played Sunderland <laughs> in uh, <laughs> September and uh, Ndong took the ball off him. <laughs> in a two I, I, I actually prefer that. I actually like the fact that it was some someone just random, not like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that, that works. Um, but yeah, I can believe that, that was 2016. Did you say? Yeah, 2016. Yeah, yeah that, that for me was height of his powers. He was yeah. just. Something else. Sorry, yeah. mate. Carry on. I, no, I want to hear more stats. No worries, mate. Okay. Right. So, um, it, it, with with the amount of uh, dribbles that he, uh, so, sorry, with, with that as well. So, um, that that season. So I know it went into the uh, the sixteen seventeen season, but the fifth, yeah. the fifteen sixteen season, he had a ninety three percent dribbling success rate per game. Okay. So mm-hmm. that, and the, and the closest. Bizarre. We'll say bizarrely, but I never would have put this as the closest. Virgil Van Dijk, who had eighty three percent. Uh, obviously playing out from defence, but yeah. that was a, that's that was the closest player that got anywhere near him uh, that season. So he was just yeah for for me that that sort of that 2005 like the between sort of 14 to 16 17 was yeah. was definitely the best years we had of him, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he, he was yeah. phenomenal. That's basically um, Pock finally found you know the the way to play him really I think you yeah. know, his best position he had him as fit as he'd ever been in his career and we had two seasons definitely where for me he was the best midfielder in the league and one of the best in Europe yeah absolutely absolutely yeah sure. right, so so with so uh, since B, in the time he was with us he had uh, he had fight, he performed 506 dribbles uh, mm-hmm. and completed 394 of them which is a success rate of 77.9 percent nice now in the pre- premier league era only f- uh, three other players have completed uh, have got a completion rate of more than 70 percent so you've got matic uh, in second at 73 percent fabian delf uh third in 72 what? with 72 i know honestly <laughs> yeah and then 
going back to Yaya, Yaya Toure, 71%. Um, I was going to say, now, Yaya Toure, I can yeah. see. Is it is the stat dribbled, you have to have beaten at least one person? I don't know. I am just I, I presume so. I presume, yeah, to dribble Cause, cause I'm, that you dribble Because I'm just sort of thinking, you look at, think about Delph and you said about Virgil van Dijk earlier on. I'm just thinking, you know, with striker trying to close a player down, you just sort of take it past them and then play a simple ball. That would be a complete yeah, dribble. I presume so. I don't know. And, and I mean, this, look, I was looking at the sort of the, the dribble success rate and the, the player that's had the most, and this doesn't really surprise me either, is Hazard, yeah. who's, yeah. who's had yeah. 1,000 or uh, performed 1,317 uh dribbles and he's completed yeah. he's successful in 819 so uh, that's low yeah. only 62 percent i say only 62 yeah oh yeah shocking <laughs> 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 oh they all sell him uh, yeah. and hopefully this week uh, he, um, <laughs> to us yeah he, uh, he's a chelsea player so it's always yeah. a little bit uh, but oh, no. yeah he's, he's a special talent old hazard yeah, no, he's a great player. He's a great player. Yeah. So, so I, um, so they're, they're the stats on him. But I did, I did uh, when sort of looking him up, I did uh, find a tweet that was sent out. Uh, yeah. And it was by a, a, a guy called Sam Wallace, who's the chief football writer for the Telegraph. Great this, name. Yeah. Great this, name. Yeah, yeah, great name. But this yeah. tweet, I think, just perfectly sums up uh, Dembele. Okay. So he says, Brilliant. "I know, um, I know, he gives away some daft free kicks." But Dembele has run the midfield like he's playing Wednesday night five-a-side at the local leisure centre. And that, for me, <laughs> yeah, that is Dembele in a nutshell, isn't it? I like that. Yeah. I loved it, yeah. Eric Dyer described him as a beast with ballerina feet. I love it. Awesome. Yeah, I, I like that as well. Um, have you seen the, the, the kind of social media stuff from Tottenham today with the videos? They've, they've been putting out clips of them, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know... The, I'm not crying, you're crying. Lots of those moments. But yeah. Jan Vertonghen, they've known each other since they were 10. That's insane, um, isn't it? Now, Jan is, by all accounts, the absolute joker in the squad. Now, this is a guy he's known since he was 10 years old. They've been at the club together. They're like best friends. Everyone says they're inseparable. Mm. He comes in on this video, and they're like obviously looking for some sort of heartfelt moment. Jan Vertonghen, oh, my favourite moment? Yeah, I scored my first ever goal for Ajax against Musa when he was supposed to be marking me. That's right. <laughs> I was like, Jan, you bastard. You basically just come in on this emotional thing and be like, ah, gonna crap on your moment. This son. is my best moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this this is all about me, Moose. Yeah, off to China and earn your fortune, you so-and-so. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, just, just on that, I mean, uh, everyone listening that it should know by now, uh, we actually broke it on the Facebook page today before Tottenham confirmed it. That's how amazing we are. So if you don't follow us, you should be. Um, yeah, 11 million for a player with only six months left on his deal. We talked about it on the podcast a few times. That was on him. You know, he could have negotiated that deal directly, run down his contract with us for the rest of the season, and then pocketed about five, six million personally in the summer. He elected to go now. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I got nothing but love and respect for him. He's he's kind of he, he arrived, uh, played very well. I mean, like you said, we signed him for fifteen million, mm-hmm. six and a bit years, and we've sold him for eleven million. Yeah. Um, I I yeah, I can't speak highly enough. Really, I I think he was great for us and. Uh, I've seen a hell of a lot of stuff from fans who were just furious that we're letting him go. 
Um, and I and I completely get that. A fully fit Moussa Dembele should be in our team. He should be getting paid whatever he wants, you know. Absolutely, yeah. And he, but but you got he hasn't been fit for eighteen months, and he himself so many times. And I got pulled up on this on our Facebook page. Someone said, "Oh yeah, like the player himself would ever come out and say that he isn't fit enough to play in our league." Well, he's actually on a Tottenham video today saying it himself. Like, yeah, yeah. I I don't know how people. You know, where would they just think when we say stuff like that on the page, we're just making it up or pulling it out of our ass or something? But mm. it's like, seriously, dude, just hit Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Musa Dembele Fitness, and you'll find about 40 interviews with him saying, yeah, I'm really struggling. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing we, we've spoken about before. Me, it, it's it, because of, because of the of the way he played, because of like you know, I yeah. talked about all his dribbling and the way he retained possession. He was always going to get like ta- you know yeah. tackled, and, and his ankles were always going to take a beating, weren't they, from opposition yeah, players trying yeah, to get the ball big off time, him? Yeah, yeah, and, and, big and, time. And, and he's he's a he's a big unit, and you know the like who was it? You said it was like the, that Eric Dyer saying it was like yeah, was like, yeah, and, a beast and it, with ballerina feet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So he's he, he's he's a he's a big dude, and the way he twists, the way he turn, it's, it's going to take yeah. its toll. And I know he's what is he 30, 31, 32, So. T- yeah. Technically, he could play for a few. You know, yeah, he, there he are turns, players. He turns thirty-two soon. Um, yeah. You know, you know, you read that tweet out. I got one as well. If you okay. don't mind me just coming yeah, in, course, yeah. a, there's a guy on Twitter. He, he is basically HLN, which is uh, kind of the the top news agency from Belgium, um, and he's based in England and he covers the Belgian players in England. Mm. If you are looking for someone to follow on Twitter to get information on any of the Belgian players here. He's by far and away the best. He will tweet stuff. Everyone has a go at him, calls him an idiot, and then about a month later, you realise he was true. He was pretty right. <laughs> um, yeah, and and it's just constant. And he, I mean, the way he shuts down trolls is hilarious. But uh, his name's Christoph. I'm not going to try and pronounce his surname. But his tweet was: Spurs get around 11 million from Musa Dembele. The player turns 32 soon, has six months left on his contract. He's had over 50 minor injuries logged over the last eight seasons and has already admitted publicly that his body has difficulty coping with the physical demands of the Premier League. He has wanted a less demanding league. So we've said it a number of times. We said it on Facebook. People were telling us that, why would a player ever admit that? Well, because he knows, (laughs) you know, he's had, You you play in the Premier League is a tough league to play in. That's why it's, you know we we kind of say it and people have that tag where it's the best league in the world. I, I'm not really going to go into that, but I think it's one of the toughest. Oh, I think it's one of the most physically demanding leagues because mm. even when you're playing against a team that's say rock bottom of the Premier League, you can't take your foot off for a minute. You know yeah. you've got to be at it and. Um, you think about like we're playing Cardiff and stuff like that. Neil Warnock, he'll have teams go in on you. You know, he'll have a player like oh Dembele likes to try and dribble it past you, put him up in the air. Mm. And unfortunately, Dembele like that, fifty injuries in eight seasons. Yeah, it's no wonder the guy's thinking I need to earn some serious money to finish my career. He can go to China where he's going to be able to train and play. You know, a game, two games a week, fairly in a with the greatest respect in a league where he isn't going to need to be at a hundred percent to be competitive and to be as good. 
Um, you know, he's going to be head and shoulders above a lot of the people there, pun intended. Li- yeah, literally, yeah. Saying, literally, yeah, and literally. kind of. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and he's going to earn really good money out there. I mean, I've I've seen some of the leaked contract stuff earlier on today, and I mean, it's just like, wow, why isn't every player there? But yeah. but, <laughs> but you you know, what I'm saying it's just he he's going to go out there. He's got he signed a three year deal. So he's basically going to finish his career out there. His family's going to have that lifestyle, etc. Um, and he's going to earn serious money to finish his career. Where if he stayed here, it's quite possible he could end his career through injury next week. Yeah, of course. And that's yeah. that's the difference. So I, I think, yeah, I completely get a fully fit Moussa Dembele would never, we should never sell. You know, I'd be furious if we were selling him for 11 million and he was the 2016 version. We'd all be livid. Yeah. But that's not the reality, you know. So, so we are where we are. He is where he is, and I wish him nothing but the best. And um, there was a few hints earlier on that he'll be back for our first game in our new stadium to watch. So, oh, awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, sorry to interrupt you, Sam. I, yeah. I was trying to think of. Can you think? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but can you think of uh, your favourite moment with Dembele, like a goal or something he did that kind of really stands um, out to you? Yeah, there's two. Okay. Um, my f- uh, <laughs> um, one favourite moment was he came on as a sub against Real Madrid okay. in a group stage game and Sergio Ramos had been being his usual self in the game, you know, where he kicks people up in the air and shrugs his shoulders and then someone breathes near him and he drops like he's been punched in the face. <laughs> and Dembele came on and within 30 seconds had booted him in the air now Dembele got booked for it but he stood over him for like probably probably it was only like five seconds just eyeballing him as he did it and I oh, I felt you know I was in love you know that was <laughs> that was, I was just like oh mate yeah you know I, I've always loved you as a player but that one moment there you go that was you know just this kind of looking at him like enough now enough of this crap because if you keep doing that yeah. you're gonna get hurt with yeah. me on the pitch yeah. um and the other one was i watched him get the ball arsenal uh north london derby arsenal were on the attack and he just took the ball off of i think it was jack wheelshite um <laughs> he just took the ball off him like he wasn't there turned looked up saw there was space and just brought the ball forward he beat about three gooners That's right, and then just yeah. threaded a ball forward and then just sort of stood there yeah and yeah. the arsenal players were all looking at him like just couldn't get the ball off him <laughs> they were all on him and he just moved forward like they weren't even there um and he, he had a game that day where it was just constant every time arsenal came forward he just he didn't tackle them he just took the ball off them yeah. It was like, it was like when you used to play in the playground and someone's older brother would show up. That's right. Yeah. You know, yeah, and he'd just take the ball off it, and you can't get it off him. You're like, you're like kicking his shins, you're kicking crap out of him, and he just stood there. Uh, it was like that, and it was beautiful. Um, so and yeah, especially uh, who was against as well, which made it extra beautiful, didn't it? It it, it sticks in your memory a little bit more. But, but what about yourself? See, I, I was trying to remember. I was trying to think today because I know obviously we, I knew we was going to talk about him today on the podcast, yeah. and and the one that sticks out for me uh, is that goal he scored. I think it. Was um, I think it might have been our last season at White Hart Lane that goal against yeah. Aston Villa, where I can't remember who the defender was, but he he kind of collect, he collected the ball, he got past the ball down the left, and just oh, had this is defender. This, is just this the one where Mike Dean celebrated? Oh, was it? Is that? I'm not sure, but he was just I've, the defender was hanging off him for the yeah the whole way towards goal, and he just 
just, yeah. just we're going, carried on going and yeah. then just that, put it, I think it was Guzan put it under Guzan's legs that that was the game that started the whole Mike Dean because the player was like all over him so Mike Dean was playing advantage yeah. so he's like doing the hand signals yeah. and then because Musa scored Mike Dean started doing the whole okay it's a goal pointing back to the back to the centre circle but sure. when, when you just isolated on him it looked like he was celebrating because oh, <laughs> his arms are like yes go and that was what started yeah, to be honest with that's you that's so kind funny. of a pain in the ass because that ever since then Mike Dean's been a dick to yeah, us but, yeah, but right. um, yeah that goal was great it yeah was and awesome. that summed him up because it was yeah. like you know, pretty much, if it was rugby, you'd have, like, six players hang off and whilst he just walked <laughs> just, over the line, like, what, what are you doing? What I mean, are you trying just, to tackle me for? Yeah, it's you, embarrassing for you. <laughs> you just don't see players, do you? Like, just, he, I can't remember, sorry, I can't remember the defender was, but he was just hanging off him and he was just yeah. kind of still going and with the ball at his feet, <laughs> nothing was going to yeah, stop him. It was, Brilliant it great. goal. No, lo- love him, yeah. loving the bit. So I'm wishing him all the best, him yes. and his family. Um, you know, move to China is going to be quite a cultural change. So, uh, yeah. good good luck to him. Much love. Uh, I wish him all the best. Um, my friend, uh, I want to go straight into the fan questions this week. If you're happy, yeah, let's go. Now it's time for your comments. Brilliant. Okay then, so we're going to head over to our Facebook page. We don't have anything off Instagram. I'm not going to lie, that pleases me. No (laughs) offence to any of our listeners who were on Instagram, by the way, and certainly no offence to lovely Laura who runs our Instagram, but people don't put their names on it, and I've got those stupid usernames, and I can't say them. Uh, Yeah, I know. I'm old. It's embarrassing for me. Um, Mate, whilst I'm just reading these, have you done this 10-year challenge thing yet? No, I haven't, no. I'm uh, I'm at pains to do it, to be honest. My my daughter insisted. She, like, drove me insane. She's 10. Um, So I did it earlier on, and basically the only difference... I couldn't find a picture. My daughter is 10, so I was trying to find a picture of me like 10 years ago. And basically every picture of me at that particular era of my life, she's either attached to me in some way or I look dead. You know, <laughs> you, you, you've got kids, man. You know that zombie yes. look of a man who is yeah. working 18 hour days because his kids keeping him awake. Yeah, yeah man, I, I, I didn't look good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's, that's that's not the way to go. But anyway, um, yes. Uh, with no more further ado, um, we we put the post out a day earlier now. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking I never saw the post this morning, uh, we had a couple of requests from people around the world, basically saying please post earlier because we miss it. Um, ironically, I've done it for the last two weeks, and the people who asked for it haven't commented. Okay. Now is that is that kind of like? They won. It's like some sort of drinking game. I've lost out. Like, haha, we got him to change it. Um, I don't know. You'll have to let us know. But um, also, Facebook's an ass. The Facebook algorithm. If you don't interact with a post for a day, you stop seeing them. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's frustrating, isn't it? Really frustrating. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Kevin McPherson opens up with: Should Troy Parrott come into come onto the bench in Kane's absence? Uh, do you want this one or do you want me to run with it? You're you're probably better qualified to uh, answer that one, Sam. Christ, qualified, that's a frightening prospect. Um, <laughs> Troy Parrott is 16 years old, so let me open with that. He turns 17 in February coming up, so we're probably about two, three weeks away from him turning 17. When he turns 17, by the way, it's going to be a bit of a rush to get him to sign professional terms, just putting that out there. 
Um, but anyway, that's one side. We'll park that. That'd be a discussion for another day. But mm-hmm. uh, Troy is a phenomenal young player simply because physically he is able to compete at the under-23 level, which is against uh, senior professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you'll know, you watched an under-23 game recently. You have a bit of a mix. You have some really young players, but then you get like Vincent Janssen working his way back to fitness and stuff like that. Yeah, so you sure. get senior players thrown in the mix on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can score goals at that level, and he's proven he can. He can finish with both feet. He can finish with his head. Uh, he's calm. He works hard. Pochettino really likes him. Is there any reason why I would put him on the bench? Um, I'd feel good with him on the bench. In fact, I think there'd be a little bit of excitement. I think for fans, if fans saw him on the bench, they'd be feeling, yeah, let's see the kid. Let's see what he can do. Um, the only caveat I'd put to it is... Unfortunately, people sometimes get very carried away with their expectations of young players. So, for example, if he comes on, doesn't get many touches just in a game because of the situation, or if he gets a chance and misses it, people are like, oh, that's it, he's crap. Mm-hmm. Um, which which is nonsense. Uh, so, be, be um, if we do see him, uh, I, I plead with everybody to show a little bit of patience. He's 16 years old. Please remember what you were like at 16, and you know, don't. think yeah, and <laughs> think about yet. what he's doing. So, um, I'd I'd feel comfortable enough with him being around the first team squad. I really would, but I don't want people to forget Kaz Sterling either. Um, Kaz has had a real bad luck. Every time he was like right on the verge of breaking through, he seemed to pick up a nasty injury. Uh, he's playing now. He's played for the last good couple of months in the under twenty threes. If he's not going to get into the first team squad, I'd love to see him go out on loan, get some first team football. But uh, yeah, don't write him off. Um, mm. I still like Kaz a lot. You watched him for the under twenty threes recently, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, he's, he's a he's a big big lad, isn't he? And he yeah, got a goal. A, yeah, yeah, he's a you know he's a he's a decent decent lad. Obviously, there's a lot of potential there. So yeah, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because we're we're kind of so. Uh, Starved in the in buying players at the moment, that this is kind of the focus for most of us fans and us Spurs fans yeah. now, isn't it? But I get the feeling that I I know obviously we we were the only team not to buy any players in the summer, but it just seems to be the thing at the moment, doesn't it? Like a lot of teams, like you know those scumbags down the road, they're only talking about loan signings, and you know yeah. a, a lot of a lot of teams aren't buying players so you're seeing well, the, like the one odd big, I mean like you're looking at I mean Chelsea are looking at loaning I think Higuain aren't they and so, yeah. so there's, there's, it's just loans and, and, and things at the moment so I think it's look, kind look of how, across the board look how expensive the market is yeah you know, it, it is nuts it yeah. is um, yeah yeah it would be interesting to see where it goes I mean there's a few links of us today which we'll come on to later but uh, the next question's from Marty Ost uh, he's got a few things in here so uh, if the club are skint at the moment, is that likely to change any time soon? Um, I know what he's saying there. Uh, do you want to run with that? Or? It's, it's the ground, Sam, isn't it? We've we've, we've talked about it in the, in previous podcasts, yep. haven't we? And you've explained it. They, we're just our hands are tied, aren't they? Until yeah. this this ground gets gets completed. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just I'll do this briefly because I don't want to bore people to tears with it. Uh, I I work in finance, so I've got a very uh, a fairly decent understanding of what it is. So basically, when we built the stadium, we did it on a thing called short-term finance bridging loan. Um, what that is designed to do is is kind of capital. So let's say you borrow a hundred thousand to do something, and 
you normally, if it was a traditional loan or mortgage, you then pay a monthly payment on that every single month. The way bridging finance is designed is they don't, you don't make those payments, they add it to the loan. So if you originally borrowed 100000 and your payments would have been 500 a month on that, and you've done it over 12 months, then 500 times 12 would be added to that 100000 if that makes sense. So when it comes to the end, you know, your 12 months are up, you are repaying them all of the interest you should have paid on top of the original balance. I can tell people are asleep, so I'm going to try and I'm going to try and wrap this up really quickly. Okay, the reason why we did that is because if you are paying out a massive monthly payment every month, it impacts the club finances. So Daniel Levy, in his <laughs> look, we can all be really critical because it's gone wrong, but the actual plan was solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it would have no impact on our daily expenditure monthly your buys everything else would be ring fenced like he said it would be the problem is we've overrun now when you overrun on that type of finance the penalties are massive mm. and you're talking up to one percent a week and one percent on a 300 million loan is significant so the club are racing and racing and racing around to get it done They've got a refinance in place. So the banks are ready to refinance it and it had become a traditional loan then. The only problem is, until the stadium signed off, you know, the keys handed back as it were, that refinance cannot complete. So until that happens, we can't really go on a mad spending spree or do anything because we're kind of, you know, stuck. Um, It's a crap situation. It really is. And like I said, people can blame anyone they want. The idea was solid. Unfortunately, it's just gone wrong. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and I'm sure once it's all done, there will be a bit of an inquest. I've got no doubt of that because just from the way the clubs run, you know, you've seen stuff in the past and you thought, well, you know, you've seen people do their job for a while and then all of a sudden you just hear they've left. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. that's because it went wrong. There was an inquest and off they pipped. So, that's the situation with that. Now, as soon as that refinance is done and there's a managed loan in place, then everyone's going to kind of go, well, all of a sudden we're going to be making a massive loan repayment every month. Surely that's going to impact things. Well, you're damn right. Of course it will. But it's at that point you have the revenue from the stadium and it's also at that point you have no longer paying rental agreement on Wembley. Mm-hmm. And you also, in theory, if everyone's correct will start receiving payments for naming rights for the ground. So, in theory, again, as all part of the plan was, the NFL deal, the deal with various other agencies who will host non-sporting events at the stadium, all of the things that are nothing to do with Tottenham Hotspur, will actually pay for the stadium. So, in essence, Tottenham as a football club will get the revenue from the ground being increased, and all of the cost of the ground and everything will be paid for by the NFL games, will be paid for by the concerts. That was the plan. Mm. It's a solid plan. Mm. This delay means it's like, ah! Everything's yeah. <laughs> based on hold, hopefully, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully, once the keys are handed over, it can be done and finance will be there and we'll be ready to rock and roll. But to say that the club are skint at the moment, I think, yeah, I think that's probably fair. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
The next point is, has Daniel Levy been negligent in his over-ambitious plans for the new ground? I ask this as the market for naming rights options seems to have disappeared since the build began. I've just covered that, and if my information's correct, the naming rights is already done. Um, so... What's that space? What's that space, um, indeed? The last point is Trippier is becoming a liability Discuss, Go, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just... I, I don't know what it is with Trippier. He's, for me, I feel like uh, he had that... He had a decent World Cup. He scored that scream of a free kick. He uh, started off the season. He scored a similar one against Fulham at Wembley, didn't he, when we yep. beat him the 3-1. And I just felt like that's kind of enlarged his ego to the point that he just doesn't... Do the basic stuff he used to do, and he he, he makes he makes silly silly mistakes. Like obviously the the, the one the one um, recently against Man United, and ah, yep. oh, it's just it's frustrating with him. Like he 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 never set. I never felt that he was a kind of player that set the world alight. But you always, you know, if you saw Trippier in the team, then yeah, that's fine. You know, he'll he'll be a, he'll, he'll have a decent game. He's not going to do anything wrong. He's solid. Yeah, can put in a good solid, cross. independent. Yeah, yeah, can put in a good cross, and <clears throat> I and I just feel like he's he's just doing silly things now. You know, almost a show off to an to an extent. I mean, I I remembered I was with my son at the um, the, the Wolves the away Wolves game uh, when yeah, we beat yeah. three two, and I think the first goal first goal that they scored massively on just him. boot yeah. it out clear it yeah. you know, and instead he was trying to sort of do this flick and it just didn't work and. I, I just, it, it, you know, what it feels like for me. It feels like how Carl Walker was, but the, but with Carl Walker, he had the pace to get back and rectify his mistake. Yeah. And Trippier doesn't have that. I I, I had a, uh, just an interesting thing on Carl Walker. I've got a friend who's a Man City fan, a season ticket holder there, and I had to laugh my head off. Um, their whole thing on Carl Walker, and we've never talked about Carl Walker at all. Just turned around to me and went cannot believe how many mistakes he makes yeah. per game that mean? people don't pick up on because his pace gets him out of it and yeah. he gets complimented for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. Yep. Anybody who used to go and watch live Tottenham games will tell you you used to pull your hair out with him. But if you yeah. watch Tottenham on TV, it'd be like, oh Walker's done ever so well there to get back and you're like, hang on. It was his fault. Yeah, they get back. What were you on about? And and it was like this kind of strange alternate reality where he'd cock up, correct his mistake because he was quick, and then get praised for mis- clearing it up. He's, he's Bizarre. got. That, he's got. Bizarre. It, I. I. This is just. Look, I'm, I might be completely wrong here, but. I get the feeling that he's not the most intelligent of people. I mean, he's got that kind Carl of... Carl Walker. Yeah, he's got that look that, like, you know, if, if someone said to me, like, right, explain astrophysics to me now, that be, yeah. my look would be how he seems to look all the time. Yeah. He yeah. just looks confused. I, I do get the impression he struggles with day-to-day things, like, you know, opening doors. He's very fast. To be honest, he, he seems... In every interview, he's always seemed like quite a nice lad. Oh so no, I yeah, wanna, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to rip into him too much. But yeah, you're you're quite right. I don't think he's winning Mensa awards or anything anytime <laughs> soon. But you know, going back to Trippier, um, is he becoming a liability? Uh, it's interesting, and and there's a debate on this. He's very much scapegoated at the moment, and to a certain extent, people are right. He is making errors, but. You you got to remember, Trippier is a kind of player who is uh, limited in what he can do, and when he sticks within those limitations, he looks very good. Yeah, 
It's when he's trying to do things beyond that, he makes mistakes. And he is being asked in our system and the way we play to do more. Now, does that mean if we want to play this way, we need to upgrade him? You know, if we need to move him on and sign someone else? Maybe. Maybe that's what we need to do. But um, I, I'm always a little bit reserved not to go too two-footed in on him because... If a player's making mistakes by trying to play football, by trying to do things, I always find it difficult to be too mad at them. The, the mistake against Man United infuriated me because it was so needless. It was almost like a miscontrol, not even a pass. And it was just lazy. It was under hit. It was poor. And there was no intensity to win the ball back. There was no kind of thing and it went from that. And because it happened when we were in total control of the ball, Man United were set the whole game they were set to counter because that happened two two passes later they scored um you know don't get me started on Larice's positioning but you know we can argue about that but Larice, of course was caught off guard because we gave the ball away so stupidly so yeah it is aggravating but at the same time I don't think we ought to be completely writing them off. So, like, for example, if it was me and I was building a squad from our current squad for next season, I would still have Trippier in it. Um, It would be Serge Aurier I'd be saying goodbye to. And Carl Walker-Peters would possibly be more of a right-wing-back, attacking right-back option for me. I I just... Talking about Carl Walker-Peters, I don't... I just... I genuinely... It's like an absolute mystery to me how he doesn't get more... More, more time on the pitch. I just yeah. I don't understand it. He Every time he plays, he gets man of the match. He's played at the yeah. new camp and he had a, a fairly decent game. I know he obviously yeah. got the, picked up the yellow, but... Well, it, it's just... a perf- that's a perfect example, mate, because, of course, he made the mistake in that game which led to them scoring. Yeah. yeah and he I, recovered and he and he played really well. Yeah. Um, but all people, you know, a lot of people... I know you didn't then, which is a great compliment to you, but all most people did after that was criticise him. Mm-hmm. But he played really well, you know. After that, especially when you take into consideration that mistake and the mentality to then shake that off. Uh, sorry, mate, I interrupted you, but no, I just no. wanted to kind of make that point. No, you, no, you, mate. I just, I just, I, I, I just think that Poch. Look, I, I'm not gonna, and you know me, I, I don't like. I, I know that you know Poch gets paid millions and millions of pounds a year. He's a great coach. He knows far more than I do. Yeah. But I, I just find it a mystery that he doesn't yeah. play more. I just, I just oh, don't. Oh, you and me both. You and me both. I. Mm. I, I've wondered that from the day we signed Sir Jorier, um I've been confused mm. why did we sign him mm. um, and yeah I, I've been after, baffled uh, yeah after what came out of the news I know it's all alleged and it's nothing's you know but if if, if what, what sounds like it's true what's happened with it I, I just want to see him go I don't yeah, I don't really I, rate him on the pitch and you know if he's that kind of character I don't want him anywhere near, near our club well, to be honest you know let, let's face it when we signed him He'd been arrested in France for hitting a police officer. Mm. Um, this isn't like this report is, oh, wow, that sounds so out of character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it all seems very in line with what we already know about him. Mm. Um, innocent till proven guilty, for sure. No, course, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not overly going to talk about it because of that. Um, but uh, I think hopefully the club will have more information um, and hopefully the club will act in the best interests of us because... Uh, you know, the certain elements and certain aspects of that which 
I don't really want us to be associated with uh, any more than I did with Hugo Lloris in Drink Driving, by yeah, the way. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we, um, we, we were both very strong. We both have very yeah, strong opinions, um, didn't we, at the time? And, and the guy has had to pay his pettence for that. And yeah, so so I think it's, I think we need to move on from it. But yeah, I, if I, like I said, if I was building my squad for next season, um, I would be keeping Trippier. I know a lot of people would probably think I'm an idiot for that. I get called Deluding a lot, by the way. <laughs> that seem, I'm thinking about changing my name. Uh, admin Deluded SJ. Um, and I'd be playing... Carl Walker Peters. I'd probably, I mean, Carl would probably be my first choice right back. I agree with you, hundred percent um, agree with you. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always a little bit biased towards the academy players. So, um, the next part on here is from Matt Hope. Uh, Matt Hope says, "Massive shame about the United match, but life goes on. Another mm-hmm. day, some of those shots go in. That's football." Yep, I agree with you, Matt. That was. I came away from that game not feeling totally despondent. I was just a bit gutted that. All those chances we couldn't score, but like you just pointed out, different day we batter them. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. And and the thing is as well, like, I know um, uh, De Gea. People, a lot of fans are saying, "Oh, you know, why why didn't we just why do we have to keep shooting to his feet all the time?" But well, you, you alluded to Larissa's um, yeah. bad positioning. Yeah, it's just posi- a lot of it's positioning. And I think yeah. a, did a player come out one of the players afterwards and said that it's it, it was his position the reason why he was yeah. uh, you know making the saves. It wasn't like we were shooting. At his, at him. It's just he was yeah. positioning himself so well. Basically, if if you are gonna have a shot at goal, you are taught to, or at least I will always low and hard. Make mm. it as difficult for the keeper as possible to get down to. Mm. You look at the shots in that game. Every one of us all the time goes, if we could just hit it not near the goalkeeper, that <laughs> would be great. Yeah. But from all of the angles and everything, he just had a great game. Yeah, I mean, he did. Yeah. The Toby Alderweireld one. <sighs> God, I mean, how did he that, stop that? Yeah, that left Toby's foot like a rocket. Rocket, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Toby was almost celebrating, you know, yeah. because he he must have connected with that and thought, yes, in. that yeah. is in. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those games, you know. I remember us going up against Tim Howard. Do you remember that Bar Steward? <laughs> you used to, and him and a few others used to show up at White Hart Lane and just be like, crap, every other game in the season, show up at White Hart Lane and look like the world's best goalkeeper. Yeah, but, yeah, sure. But anyway, yeah. um, uh, are you worried about February? Kane, Sonny, uh, Dembele's gone. Um, don't know if Serge is going to be getting much game time. Um, am I worried about February? No more than usual. Uh, you know, Valentine's Day is always a bit of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I, uh, to be honest with you, no. I, I, I don't know whether perhaps, and this is why people call me deluded perhaps, but I, I just have this real belief in the squad. And they're a real together unit. And I wrote a blog piece the other day, which was kind of a mix between a Churchillian speech and just me sounding like I was losing my damn mind. <laughs> I think at one point in that blog, I said, Fernando Lorente, welcome to the motherfucking Thunderdome or something like that. I, I, I don't know where I was going with that. But, um, I genuinely, I, I, I'm, I'm confident. I, I genuinely think we are a good team and we're a good squad. And, would I like it if Kane's injured that we could bring on a phenomenal striker? Yeah, of course. But I'm also... I try to stay very grounded in the reality of... I know where we are at the moment. We're in this real tricky, horrible situation. And my my goals for this season are ever-changing. If 
if before the season started, and I think perhaps on the podcast, me and you ought to do this next year, like okay. almost make a make a note of this is our goals for the season, and we'll kind of monitor it over the season to see how much it changes. But sure. at the start of the season, thinking we were going to be going into our new stadium, thinking all these things were ahead, my, my kind of thing was I'd love top four and I'd love a cup. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I yeah, I, agree I wasn't. With yeah. I, that was kind of that was my thing. If we can get top four and pick up the League Cup or the FA Cup, that's a great season. Mm. You know, that's a real. That's another step forward. You know, um, with I... everything that's happened, to be third in the league, still in every competition at the time we record this, I realise it could all change fast. <laughs> I I'm really proud of the team. Really proud, really proud of the squad, really proud of the coaching teams, um, because we have struggled a lot. The start of the season, we looked awful, and it was worrying. Like every game, me and you were coming on the podcast, going, "We are not ourselves. This yeah, doesn't look right. good." Yeah. You know. And as the season progressed, the team started getting into the groove, started playing well. Look at the injuries we've had. You know, look yeah. at look at the players who basically didn't have any rest at all from last summer, and all of these different things. And I. I'm of the opinion that we we've got this kind of group siege mentality now. You know, we didn't sign anybody, and everyone's telling us that's therefore we're not going to win anything. I felt like the whole squad went really okay. We prove you right. Let's yeah. let's see what happens. Mm. And I, you cannot lose a player like Harry Kane and not be the poorer for it. I'm not trying to not trying to say that. You know, you take Messi out of Barcelona, they're not the same. Trust us, we went to the new camp without him. It was great. <laughs> when he doesn't play, you feel really good about it. Mm. Um, you know, you take Ronaldo out of anything. You, you can't. World-class players, they just don't get You just We're a lesser team for it. But it doesn't mean we've become a bad team overnight. We're not a one-man team. No matter what Pep Guardiola thinks, we're not. We, we really are not. So, yeah, can we deluded? I know plenty of people do, but I, I'm... I feel good. I feel like we're going to be okay. I I I think uh, part of it with us as well, Sam. And uh, I know we have a similar. I know it was your birthday this week, so Blake it happy was. birthday, mate, to oh, you. Thank you. But yeah. we've we've we we'll always say this: we're the same generation, so we kind of yeah. we, we're quite you know we're coming from the same page a lot. And yeah. and I and I, f- I feel just personally for me, and this is this is this is no disrespect to to younger fans or people that like this, but there there is a very very short term. Um, Short, that short termism, that mentality of people, yeah. they'll look at one game, and if we lose a game, it's all, it, it's 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 gone. Like the season's over, you know. We lose yeah, Mina, that's it. Season over. You, you don't have to say the general. You can say Dan, yeah, be our fellow admin. <laughs> you, you, you can name him. Well, he's a y- youngster, isn't he? Our, our yeah. Dan, he's a youngster as well. But I, I just, y- you have to kind of just take a step back and yeah. take a step back and look at it from a kind of a. <laughs> You know, just 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 look at just look at it as a as a general thing, right? So, yeah. like you say, and at, it's only at the moment. I appreciate that, and it all could change very quickly. But at the yeah. moment, like you say, we, we in every competition. Although we we lost against Man United recently, because because we we haven't drawn a game this season, no, it does mean that if it carries on this way and we don't draw a single game all season, we ha- we can have a few more losses. I mean, if we even yeah. if even if we lose another four games and win the rest, that's that's that would still mean we we'd win twenty eight games. Yeah. I mean, what, still what, still an insane points total. That's, yeah. That'd be seventy five plus another what's that another? It's, it's over eighty points we'd get if if if, if we lost yep. another four but won the rest. So it. It's not the it's not the end of the world, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. Oh, you know, I I, I genuinely, and I I think I'm not saying this, the, the the Premier League is 
from from winning the Premier League. I'm not saying it's over, but no. realistically, realistically, it was never it was never in. We're we're we up there and we've got a good chance, but I think realistically, we're not we're not going to win the Premier League. I, I just no. that's just I don't want to be pessimistic, but I'm just trying to put a bit of realism realism on it. I think Man City and Liverpool are, are just too strong at the moment. Like Liverpool just spent copious amounts of money on on on. On strengthening positions, they are weak on which which we we could never do. And Man yep. City are the same; they could just throw money at, at you know they can spend a hundred hundred and fifty million, which we yep. which we don't do and we can't do. But you know, like you say, we, we we've got a decent chance against Dortmund. You know, we 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 we, we, we won up against Chelsea in the semi final of the of the League Cup. You yep. know, we've got a decent shout now. Got you know to get through to the next round of the, of the FA Cup. We, we're still in all the competitions, aren't we? And yeah. And all right, you know, I'm gutted as all of us probably are that Kane's injured. And like we, I'm again, and I'm not saying that we're a one-man team team either. But yeah, like you say, Barcelona would be gutted if they've got a, they've got an amazing team, but they'd still be gutted if Messi was out injured, just like we are. But I feel like like Lorente, when Lorente came on, he looked fairly sharp. He looked a lot sharper than he has, I think. It, since we've had him, I think he looks he looks really hungry, which is a good yep. thing. So I'd like to hopefully. He'll get a few games and bang in a few goals. I think the problem with him is playing for Spurs is the position he plays. It's a bit like Morata, I think, for Chelsea. Like you know, when when that uh, I can't think of his name now, the uh, the Chelsea youngster that played uh, in the yeah, cup game, yeah, yeah. when he had someone p- supplying him, that's when he started getting. And I think um, Lorente plays a little bit like that. You know, he's not he's yeah. not a, he's not a cane. We all know he's not a cane. No, nope. but if if kind of. Um, if Pochettino can work around him, and and I can see him getting us a few goals, yeah. and we've got other players like Delhi sc- scores for fun, doesn't he? You know, and I know we're yeah. missing Sonny at the moment, but Ericsson well, can bang it in. We've got we've got quality players that can still. I I remember one of the best uh, strike pairings, which isn't really accurate, but was Peter Crouch and Van der Vaart. Yeah, and Crouchy yeah. would get the ball, and Van der Vaart would be in and around him, hitting volleys, knockdowns, everything. That's right. and, Delhi could do that off Lorente yeah, all day long. Absolutely. Lucas yeah. could. So, yeah, like you just said, I'm not, I'm not too despondent. And and Matt Hope actually adds to his point here that personally, and it might be unpopular. I do think we've got depth. Yeah. Um, you know, he mentions Lorente, etc. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we talked enough about that. And the next one on here is Mark Corder. Mark says. We have some backup options, of course, but it's not the names we should have to rely on to get us to the League Cup final and cement a top four place. Third or fourth, realistically, has lost too many games and too many injuries. Uh, Even buying one player last summer could have eased the pain, true. Uh, All the money into the stadium, not the squad. Since the stadium's bricks and mortar and the team is what we actually care for, what we support, I think the balance is off. You know, we should have put more money into the team than the stadium. Um, Oh, that's difficult. I I think I tend to disagree with that. And I'll give you an example of of why I feel like that. Um, I live... Uh, near Stevenage, and the, the nearest team to that is Luton Town. Yeah, I've been. I've got a um, a friend of mine who 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 owns a shop uh, in the, in a, in a town near me. We made friends actually, sort of going into his shop, and now we're really good yep. good friends. And he's a massive Luton Town fan. And yep. um, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, I've been yeah. to a few games with him actually, and the ground is horrendous. And yeah. uh, we, went, we actually went with him. With, I think they played a playoff when they was in the in the in the national league against York, and they lost. Yeah. But anyway, they they found out, or they got permission uh, uh, yesterday from the from the council to to be out to be out the green light basically to build a new stadium. It's like seventeen yeah. and a half thousand seat stadium. 
and apparently from what the article I read they've been trying since the 50s to, to move into a new stadium oh, so it's wow. been a long yeah, yeah. And, and looking at that stadium it looks like it's been there since they were founded yep, it's I just a horrible it, yep. stadium so for them they, they move into that new stadium and that will completely revolutionise that club I mean they're, they were, they're doing well um, I mean, I know this is a podcast about Spurs and not about Luton, so I won't go too much detail about them. But yep. I'm, most, I'm, most people have uh, their, their manager they left for Stoke recently, and he's been doing really well with them, got them up the leagues. But that stadium is what they need, and that's for mm. the long term. So, like, yeah, I, don't get me don't get me don't get me wrong. Like, I I, I want to see us like you know, I know they and I don't want to go back to the short term. I'm not accusing uh, the guy who wrote I, I can't question that he's yeah. like that as well. But I feel like if you this, the stadium is the, the bedrock of the of the ground, of the team of the of the club, yeah. you know, yeah. get that right, and then you can build the squad to 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 be winning trophies and a, and a, a bigger yeah. squad. I feel like the focus does need to be on the ground. It is difficult. It is massively difficult because I can completely understand his point of view. You know, if we'd spent the three hundred million on players, we could have won the league the year Leicester did it. Uh, we possibly could be on to our third title in a row. Do, do you see what I mean? You know, it's how how do we go? Our form at White Art, Art Lane under Pochettino was incredible. Um, you know, but at the same time, you you got to think about the future. And there, there there are very rare occurrences where one happens to the other. I think Manchester United were kind of the perfect storm. Their ground development kind of happened at the same time as the Premier League and football kind of went into the stratosphere. Yeah. And Alex Ferguson managed to build a team just at that point. You know, it kind of all just happened perfect at the same story, time yeah. and it was just perfect for them, you know. And they were able to become this global brand because the league became a global brand and they were the biggest team in the league. Um, Arsenal kind of followed on to that as well and they managed to trigger that and they built the Emirates, you know, and and because of that, it's very difficult to then judge. Now, you got Manchester City, for example, is quite an interesting example. They were always at Main Road. Um, they wanted a new stadium and after the Commonwealth Games the stadium for that was changed and it's now the Etihad Stadium mm. you know that was the city of Manchester Stadium when they first moved there but you got to remember Man City were in League 2 yeah, yeah. Um, they got that stadium you know they always have, obviously always had a big fan base in Manchester and it enabled them to build to build to come back and then uh Bolty billionaire bought them and the rest is history as they say but from our point of view we were struggling due to the financial fair play rules especially to compete you know we can't keep hold of players when other clubs can go look we'll pay you 300 grand a week and we're going oh come on it's 50p come on (laughs) yeah it's really nice here um so you you have to kind of move forward and it, and it's difficult because getting that balance right is so tough and I, I find it difficult to criticise. I've tried to hold back on the criticism. I've tried to look at it from the point of view of I'm very accepting that we have spent so much time and money getting this infrastructure spot on and when the stadium's open, we will have some of the best facilities in the world. We'll have one of the best, most modern stadiums in the world. We'll have a, a decent squad at that point, I think me and I think a lot of fans will then say, we kind of now need to show we have the ambition to be the club 
that we look like on paper. Absolutely. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that, I, yeah. I, yeah, completely. Um, and and that's that's where the difference is going to come in. That's where, for me, if when we've got all of that in place, all of these things, the, the, the coach, the squad, the stadium, everything, and we're still haggling with a League One side over a player who's, you know, played twice and looked half decent... I, I think at that point I'd be saying that uh, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, so that's my opinion anyway. So uh, the next one on here that I'm going to go to is uh, Samuel uh, Samuel uh, Florido. Will we be able to genuinely... Sorry, hang on. I think I've read that wrong. Will we be able to genuinely be able... No, I did read it right. <laughs> to mount a title challenge with full intentions of winning it with this generation of players... Um, I think we're more than capable. I think this squad, as we have it, is more than capable of doing that. Um, I think there are a million factors that go into an entire season. Um, but the one factor that people always seem to forget about is luck. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, if, uh, for example, Liverpool in the first game of the season, Salah and Van Dyke collided with each other and were ruled out for the entire season. Guess what, boys and girls? They would not be top. Absolutely. Um, so there's a lot of luck goes only, into it. Yeah, you've only got to look at Leicester when they won the title. They how many injuries they had? Oh, next to nothing. Yeah, yeah. they they if their their first eleven played nearly every game. Yeah. Um, and and everyone was like, "Oh, the tinker man doesn't tinker anymore." It's like, well, that's because he doesn't have a doesn't squad. Need to. <laughs> no, he's he's got a first eleven that can beat anybody, and he just needs to keep them fit. Yeah. I yeah of course we're capable we're, we're more than capable um a bit of luck and uh, I mean everyone will say Lionel Messi yeah <laughs> sign him and we're there well I was going to say to you Sam that's why that's I think I disagree a little I I feel like we we are short of possibly one or two players I'm not saying Messi don't be you know I'm not going to go that mm. far but two one or two players that are possibly you know like They've, they've, they've won titles elsewhere and they're yeah. you, you know like, I know, like I'm, not, I'm not trying to get in my head of myself I'm not going to say like for example like Hazard like not to say we'd ever sign Hazard but I think if we if we had Hazard that would possibly for me be the difference between us winning the Premier League or not I think we just yeah, need, I no, feel like I we just need a world class star who's won loads of stuff to come over to us and it that would be the the one little kind of the, the, one, the one bit's missing, we, but it's never going to happen, unfortunately. Like a like a, a signing now of the equivalent of when we signed um, Van der Sar. Yeah, yeah, Van der Sar. Van der Sar. Yeah. Oh my word! I got to stop drinking when we podcast. It was the wrong vendor. Yeah, Van der. There's, there's Vanders everywhere. I'm like a Van Hire place. Um, right, the last one from our comments is from Michael Joseph. Michael Joseph says, "What should be our aspirations with our recent injury woes? Should we just shoot for the top four or go for glory?" Uh, I know what I'm going to say to that. But what about your good self? Yeah, it's, we talked about injuries, didn't we? It just seems our midfield is the one that's really suffering, and we've we've been relying on Winks and um, Sizoko, haven't we, for the last few games? And it sounds yeah. like, thankfully, Sizoko's injury isn't as bad as we we first thought. I think he's only going to no. miss, miss the Fulham game, isn't he? So I mean, we'll probably see Skip in there, but I I I, I just um, I don't know. I just we, we've been really suffering from injuries and it probably has hampered us to an extent. I, I never, I never, when the, when the season started, I, I never thought that we was going to 
win the title. You know, I, I, we're doing well. You know, we're up there. But I'd be happy, probably like you said earlier, to take a top a top four finish and possibly winning the League Cup if if we could. I mean, that that'd be a good season for me. And pop, you know, the injuries now Kane's out. It's gonna it's gonna hamper us. But you know, like we discussed earlier, we've got other players that can can step up and hopefully it won't hamper us too much. Yep. No, I I agree. Um, yeah, I I I don't know. I, I'm um. I'm to dare as to do. Let's go for it. Yeah, uh, it's you know we we we've we've pot, we've in charge. Uh, it it just feels. I know we've I know we've spoken about this before, but I just feel like it's it's like the Alex Ferguson thing with us. You know, he had a few years when they weren't winning, they weren't winning anything, and there was that famous FA Cup game, wasn't there? That if he'd have lost, he would have got sacked. Yeah, and I, and I just feel like I genuinely feel like a like a, even a League Cup would just set us on fire it really would it's almost like we, that's the thing that's missing just winning a trophy getting a taste for it and yep. that 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 for me would be I think the catalyst for us having like a golden era I can see you know all our big players because you know Ericsson's obviously wavering on a, on whether to, to to leave or not and you know I, I think with Delhi, he, he he's I can't I don't see the law like, like he's, he, I don't I wouldn't blame him like you like, he, he, we're, we're, we're as Spurs fans we're always we're, we've obviously got the loyalty but play, some players why do you expect them to uh, I've got a funny Ericsson thing by the way go on which go on. I think you'll like um, so people shared a video about two weeks ago of Christian Ericsson uh, like a boy outside of the training ground the father filming it on his phone and the kid hands him something to sign and says will you sign a new contract and Ericsson laughed yeah hands it back to him they drove off this video got shared everywhere going, oh, obviously he's not going to sign it. Look, he laughs. Mm. Now, to me, I thought that was hilarious because what did they expect him to do? Like, yeah. yes, yes, son. Um, oh, yeah. in I'll about, give you the details of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, here's my agent's number. He'll fax you a copy of the contract, which should be signed in the next couple of weeks. Um, so, of course, he's going to laugh. That's funny. Um, yeah. A small child knocking on your window for an autograph and saying sign a contract is hilarious, <laughs> uh, by the way. But, yeah, in Denmark, um, he got interviewed, and in the interview, he laughed his head off at what he read in the press. Okay. So, this journalist put to him all the stories about him, like Real Madrid, Barcelona, all this stuff, and he was like, yeah, I, I love that. He said, because it's funny. Um I know what's going on. The club knows what's going on. Yeah. And everything else is just funny. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you know, all I'm focusing on is playing football. Yeah, mm. that's it. That's all I'm focusing on. He said everybody knows where everybody is. Um, it's a story that's just been developed to sell, you know, to get clicks, to yeah, get stuff. Yeah. Um. So he, he's pretty chilled out. Now, the reality is with Ericsson, of course, is um what a lot of people forget when they're just going pay him whatever he wants. He he's going to make his mind up what he wants to do next. If he signs a new deal with us, it's because him and his family have decided. You know what? We're happy in London. We're going to stay. Yeah. If he if he turns around to the club and says, you know what, actually I fancy living in Spain, the club are going to sell him. Um, but that's the way it is. If the player wants to go, it's the way it is. So yeah, and, and, and I'm not going to go mad over it. No, and it, and it goes back to what we what I was saying to you earlier about the way I feel like me and you both are with the club. Yeah. It's it's just what it is. It is what it is, isn't it? You know, players come, players go. Yeah. We've seen hundreds of players leave, hundred yeah. players arrive over the years. Yeah. And it just 
we we I'm we're just hoping that you know we can like I say about winning the trophy and it being a catalyst. I, yeah. I feel like a golden era is yeah. is, is 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 within touching distance. I yeah, really I do. I, I think that's why a lot of people are getting frustrated. I think everyone can almost taste it. It's, mm. it's like it's right there, and people are like, we feel like we're going to fall short. People, you know, and and it's kind of the, the Tottenham way, isn't it? You know, the the nearly the nearly team. Yeah, We've been in how never, many semi-finals? The bride's never the bride. Yeah, we've lost what nine FA Cup semi-finals on the yeah. banks. You yeah. know, it, yeah, it, I completely get it. It feels like we are always just going to be that one step away, but. Um, and everyone's like, spend money. That's what. That's what will push us over last step. There's no guarantee of that. No. Um, you know, if we won stuff this season after not signing anybody, what would that do? You know, what would 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 people then still demand? You know, if you sign players, we'll win more. You know, where where does it stop? Where does it end? So, um, yeah, I can get it. Now, whilst we're recording this podcast, it's about uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, there has been some tweets. Um, first of all, from Harry Kane. Harry Kane has tweeted a picture of him and Dembele saying, good luck in your new chapter. Thanks for everything you've done for the club. Um, Harry Kane speaks as if he is Tottenham. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. Now, you know what I said about um, players leaving? If Harry leaves, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'll go with him. Is, football <laughs> is dead to me if that happens. Um, but now we've got a tweet from Musa Dembele. Musa has said, I leave Spurs today with a lot of love in my heart and memories of fantastic times. Thank you to all of my unbelievable teammates, the staff and fans for all your support in my time at the club. To hear my name sung at White Hart Lane and Wembley made me incredibly proud. I wish only the best for Tottenham Hotspur in the future and I'm excited for the next exciting chapter in my life. You get me all emotional there, mate. Oh, Musa Dembele, <laughs> and and then he signed it off hashtag coys. Oh, I love that man. He's uh, just he he will go down as one of my absolute favourite players ever to play for Spurs. It will always always be just love, yeah. just love, just loved. I know I know I've spoken about him in the past, but I just loved watching him. I, I it, and, I, and I, I've said this before, and I've said this in pre, on previous podcasts as well when I've talked about him, but. He, I always felt that Dembele was a player that we really needed uh, for a long time. I mean, I'm talking decades as well. Yeah. A player like him, we we we, we we've always been, you know, obviously the, the the Alex Ferguson thing. It's only Tottenham, you know, and we've always kind of had that that weak underbelly, and yep. Dembele completely changed that for us. You know, he completely. Yep. And I oh I, I always I know we've spoken about the, the Chelsea game as well, but Dembele was. I know he got in a little bit of trouble. He was a little bit naughty, but that that was that was you know the, the two all draw. That that was kind yeah. of um, it was a turning point for us as a club. You know that that we're not this walkover anymore. And then Bele was a big part of that game. And he was yeah. And he he's, he's, he's tough, he toughened us up. He's toughened up. Uh, you know we, we we looked at as a different club. And you know since Posh has taken over, he's he's really. You know, without the, you know, obviously the trophies, trophies are the thing we're missing. But apart from that, he's completely, Poch has completely turned us around. Yeah, you know, we we, we get yeah. like, this. This is the thing, right? Okay, so the man, the man United, and I know, I know I'm going off subject here because I was talking about yeah. Dembele. But Dembele, sort of for me, is I, when I think of uh, Dembele, I think of Poch. It's the same thing, yeah. you know. But that that um, Man United game, Man United came to came to us 
and mm-hmm. they 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 play they they had the same game plan that probably Burnley had when they come to Wembley. Yep. You know, and and, and with no disrespect to Burnley and Huddersfield and nope. and teams like that, they've come to d- defend, uh, play on the counter attack. You know, don't forget about possession. Play on the counter attack and hope to nick a goal and then defend yep. for your lives the second half. Exactly. And what waste United. time. And waste time. Yeah, the goalkeeper. Yep. The hay was wasting time in the first yep. half. Yep. Right. So that just shows you how far our club has come that we've got Manchester United coming to us and fearful of us to the point that they're just hoping to nick a win and you know yeah. so, so, and, 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 and Dembele has been a massive part of the turnaround in, a, in, a, in, 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 a, in us as a club and the attitude that other teams have towards us now no you know, I and, agree and he's, he's a yeah. massive part he's, he's been a massive part of that Dembele and now it's over. <laughs> I, I feel like I should play some sad music. Yeah, um, yeah I yeah. Well, that was. I mean, that tweet from him. I mean, that's lovely and very Fantastic. classy. Yeah, I, I, so. I just, I, I see, t- I see. T- um, like Carl Walker, we talked about Carl Walker earlier. When Carl Walker said yeah. he, he put a lot of effort into his goodbye uh, he message, did. didn't he? Yeah, and it was lovely. But I still kind of thought. Just sod off, mate. Go on, just go. But I, I just don't he, feel that. He, I don't feel he handed in a transfer request whilst we were still in the title race. That I yeah, can't get past just that. Go away, he mate, he yeah. he has his side of that. Our manager has a side of that. The reality is both agree. He handed in a transfer request whilst yeah. the season was still running. Yeah. If he'd done it in the summer, he'd gone to see everybody and gone look. I've been here this many years. I've got a chance to go back up north. I, I want to take it. Yeah. I wouldn't have had a problem with it. No, we probably feel like we feel with Dembele. I, yeah, I'd, I'd have been a bit, oh, well, it's a shame that we're losing a decent right back. A bit calamity Jane at times. But, <laughs> okay, you know, he, he did it the right way. Yeah. The fact he did that and then we went into loads of games at the end of that season where we couldn't pick him because... Mm. Pot didn't rely on him. It's mm. like, how could you come into my office and say that? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. how can I trust you? How can I think that you're focused when I know you're off? Mm. Um, yeah, and it and it it really tarnished that for me. So his whole video goodbye thing, I felt like, well, shove it up your ass yeah. because <laughs> you know you're saying all these lovely things now, but yeah. if you actually felt that way, mm. you'd have done it the right way, yeah. which he didn't do. No, um, which Dembele has done. He's done it the Dembele, right way. Dembele, what yeah. a wonderful man. Love him, man. Um, Love him. Proper man. Oh, uh, so yeah. I mean, that's it, my friend. I don't think we got anything else to say, really. Uh, we play Fulham this Sunday. Um, we need a win, and and beyond the fact that we always need to win for obvious reasons, <laughs> I think given the injuries, given all of that stuff, a nice convincing ten nil victory would <laughs> would really help. It would be lovely. <laughs> yes, yes. And Lorente to score all ten, and and everyone can suddenly chill the f- out. <laughs> uh, all joking aside, any win will do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we go to Craven Cottage. Uh, they're fighting for their lives. It's going to be a tough game. Yes. Uh, it'll be a good atmosphere there. I believe it's televised this one, so everyone should be able to grab it at some point. I understand there are ways people can watch stuff online nowadays. I don't yeah. know what that's about. I don't get involved, but um, but yeah, somehow I managed to watch every Tottenham game every season. I think worked that out. Uh, so yeah, my friend, that's it. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. I want to say a big thank you to everybody for listening. As always, our our listening numbers are up, which is 
strange. I'd be interested to see if our listed numbers are down this week. I, I seem to think it's greatly dependent on how we're doing. Yeah, possibly. If Tottenham win, everyone wants to talk about it and listen to us. If we lose, people are like, you know what? I don't want to know. I don't <laughs> want to think about it. The, the club, the club's dead to me right now. <laughs> Um, very bipolar our fan base um, <laughs> before we finish actually if, if I've got time um, I had a massive disagreement with our fellow admin Dan uh, this week we were chatting about players and signings our disagreement was around backup strikers and I had this debate on our page as well so some people listening to this may have gone oh yeah I had that argument with you my argument was that other teams is a myth that they've got a striker as good or just as good sat on their bench. Mm. And I said, you know, Liverpool's backup's Daniel Sturridge. I'm sorry. Lorente's as good. Giroud at Chelsea, I think Lorente's as good. Now, that's my opinion on a player. So people can go different to that, but that's just opinions. The one we fell out over, and we did fall out, because, you know, he's a snot-nosed brat, Daniel. Um... (laughs) is at Manchester City. He said Jesus is a backup striker. I what? said he's like Sonny. He can play the nine role or he can play as a forward off the striker. What do you think? Who's right, Matt? Uh, you. <laughs> Correct. And even if, you'd said, even if you'd said Dan, I was going to edit it the same as me. So that's two against one, Daniel. I'm not um, But no, all joking aside, I, I genuinely, you know, Dan sort of, laid out that he normally plays up front and recently he has mm. um it's kind of been him or aguero sure so so perhaps he is more of a backup striker now and probably out of all the squads in the league manchester city is the only one that you can say is built like a championship manager squad which is oh no so and so got injured quick spend a hundred million yeah absolutely um whereas well, yeah, I was going to say, Sam, sorry to interrupt. I don't know if it was you that told me the stat about Aguero, but I, I, yeah. swear, I swear I heard recently that he's only like scored, he hasn't scored any goals in, in England away, like in a, something like 14 months or something, because he scored a, a couple against the Welsh teams, like Swansea oh, and right. Cardiff. Oh, but, but actually in England? Yeah, he's he's not, oh. I think he's coming, like, he's, I know he's, like, he's banged in loads of goals, he's a quality, quality striker, yeah. but I don't, I think he's coming to the end of his career now, isn't he? And he's, not getting any younger, is he? So no, I can see how he's taken. I'd like to see him go to Spain um, for two reasons. One, I think he's a great striker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think the Spanish league, he'd do well yeah. to finish his career that mm. little bit more. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, Sergio Aguero is brilliant. Um, really, really great striker. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see him leave <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, for so many reasons. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, we'll wrap it up there. Now, um, now I've proven that I was right and Dan was wrong. <laughs> uh, big thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully to celebrate a victory over Fulham. But even if we lose, me and Matt will be back and we'll cheer you up. Uh, good speaking to you again, my friend. I'll speak to you next week. Yeah, take care, mate. <laughs>Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. And remember, to dare is to do.